0: This
1: is how Jamie warms up for the podcast. Okay, I'm good. Oh my gosh, that man cracks me up. So today on Fully Shining Women Leading Our World, we are talking about laughter. And let's just see how many times we can laugh today. So I recently had this realization that... As I've been on my spiritual path and personal growth path, that sometimes I get very deep into the healing and emotional processing part, and I forget about the fun and the funny and the pleasure and the play, and I think we need it, especially given the state of today's world. So welcome back, everyone, and let's dive in, start giggling and laughing So over the years, you and I have gone on many power journeys, spiritual trips, where we take groups of women and men to do our deep inner work. And oftentimes on those trips, in the evenings, we would have a talent show or dance in the bar or do something that really releases the energy. And I'm just noticing, especially during this coronavirus time where we're a little more tied to our our homes, and our same old, same old, and our peeps, and for, for me at least, it's been a really intense year or two of inner work and introspection that it's easy to forget about the fun and the funny and how to bring that into our life, so I'm excited to have this convo with you today because you tend to be the funny one, the playful one in our relationship, and I'd love to just start off by inviting you to make me laugh, make us laugh. <laughs> and also just sharing, sharing your perspective on humor, especially when you're on a path of exploration and healing.
0: Well, I, I think I have to say, uh, in all honesty, were I not able to make you laugh, we probably would not be on 20 years of marriage. Almost 20. Almost 20.
1: It has been a saving grace. <laughs> I do think it's very important when your honey can make you laugh.
0: Especially when you are feeling very frustrated and they can make you laugh. Uh, Bonus in, points. Yes. Amongst that frustration. So there are, there are some types of humor that I just want to sort of talk about briefly. There's uh funny not funny, there's funny peculiar, and there's funny ha-ha. And I like to uh, partake of all three. I see the irony in a lot of things, um, and I like that. I like that you can look at what would ordinarily be something you know, mundane, and you can see the humor in it. And so I think that's so important, you know, what you said is, you know, we're on a spiritual path here. And, I'll, oh. yeah, I mean, that can get tired and, you know, just not fun, right? And so how do you introduce fun into that situation? Um, I know in in my uh, early career on my spiritual path, uh, I began with... Martial arts. Uh, martial arts are probably the uh, funny, not funny aspect of humor. <laughs>
1: I think I think you need to describe what that even means. Funny, not funny.
0: Well, funny, not or funny, funny is yeah. I I had one the other day. And at this moment, it's escaping me, but it's something that you could say, you know, wasn't necessarily funny on the onset, but then in review, you were like, oh, that actually was kind of funny. And I'm not saying like somebody hurts themselves, you know, or uh, it's an accident, and then there's some humor there. But I, I know like when I when I started martial arts, you would get knocked on the mat by the master, and and there was something very not funny about that. But then in retrospect, you're like, well, he could have completely annihilated me, and he didn't, so that was kind of funny that I survived that. Got it. But from there, you know, I I began studying Tibetan Buddhism with uh gurus and, you know, my teachers. And I, I gotta say, Tibetan Buddhism is very austere and very powerful, but I didn't I didn't get that there was this like underlying humor. So and you guys
1: didn't have times of like cracking it up or
0: No, we didn't do like what you were describing on a Teo journey, you know, doing a Uh, talent show, and the talents were usually pretty raucous and, you know, sometimes quite obscene and always very, very funny.
1: Yeah, so a Teo trip is when we've taken people to the pyramids of Teotihuacan in Mexico. Right. And after going out to the pyramids all day and doing enlightenment and awakening and emotional processing and snot and dirt that you'd often come back to the hotel and clean up and we'd have some absurdity and hilarity yeah
0: and you know probably a few cervezas were imbibed at that time and so i i had this decade of of a very austere so that was practice not funny yeah that was that was not funny not, not funny, funny. <laughs> and i didn't become enlightened which was my goal um, which
1: is also not funny yeah
0: exactly well it's not. <laughs> so, so from there, and I don't want to give the impression that I'm like a serial dater with spirituality. I'm not, <laughs> there is a progression to my path and I can, you know, I, I'd be, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'd be very happy to walk you through that progression. But for argument's sake, I went from, uh, that very austere practice to having a dream of a Native American elder, who then I happened to meet at a sweat lodge a couple weeks later, completely out of the blue. It was the dude from my dream.
1: So you had never seen him before. Never
0: seen him before.
1: Didn't know who he was. Didn't
0: know who he was. Dreamt this very powerful dream, which was funny. Not funny. I... He, This guy turned me into a dog and I was like I'm looking at four legs and fur thinking this is not funny And then he turned me back into me. funny,
1: because we haven't even gotten in there yet. Yeah,
0: no we haven't okay. so Long story short. This is the guy at the sweat lodge from my dream. I Decide to drop everything in my life and go travel with this man and his family they were doing like the powwow circuit and going to a Sundance In South Dakota. Which
1: was probably very not funny to your partner at the time, but continue.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that (laughs) part, honey. (laughs) I conveniently left the part out that I was married with a one year old son. That's another podcast, okay? okay?
1: We'll gloss over that. Suffice
0: to say, everyone survived and we're all good friends now.
1: (laughs) And you have an amazing, (laughs) beautiful, brilliant son.
0: I do. He's incredible. So the Native Americans were the polar opposite of the Tibetan Buddhist crowd. Laughter for them was, it it literally, it was woven throughout their day. And I'm talking about, you know, some of the, the hardest conditions I've ever witnessed in my life. And I've been to various countries, third world countries. And the reservation is equally, if not, not even worse.
1: Called developing
0: countries. So, traveling with these uh, with these Lakota, uh, I I was constantly laughing. They were constantly making jokes. We were constantly, uh, you know, finding the humor in almost everything. And even in a situation that was quite serious, like approaching the Sundance Grounds, the, the elder I was with encouraged me to uh, do something to make these guys who were basically uh, security for the Sundance Grounds, a uh, green grass reservation, uh, he made me do something that was just ridiculous and it turned out that it it had like a dozen guys you know laughing hysterically and so i just found this interesting that that humor was so such a part of their existence and i thought well how can this be and i thought humor is what makes us human right humor human and I think if you don't have humor, even in, the, in a situation as dire as we find ourselves in now, whether that's a pandemic or ecological uh, situations that we're going through here on planet Earth, there's got to be a way that you can get some humor. And, and what I realized about humor is that it's an antidote. To the seriousness of the situation, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if I, I can jump ahead, but you know, firefighters are another group of guys who find and gals who find humor just at, woven in and essential to what they do.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember you really opening my eyes to that because. You commented one time, you know, after a fire where a house had gotten pretty severely damaged that the guys were standing around laughing. And I think someone, you know, like a civilian on the scene said, like, how can you stand here and laugh when, like, this tragedy just happened to this family? And when you explained to me of, like, it's if you're going to dedicate your life to that kind of calling where you're constantly seeing, you know, people human tragedy, in yeah. car racks and you know, houses burning down and all these situations that you have to have an outlet for that, or you wouldn't be able to continue to show up and be the heroes that you are. And I think that that had an effect on me because before that I felt more in that like judgmental, like, why are you laughing at this Mm -hmm. situation? And once you explain the function of that and the, and the, also, I think it served as a way to bond you together so yeah, that you're able right. to pull each other out of a burning building or you're able to run into a burning building and come out of it and, and still feel like, yes, I'm willing to do this for other people. Mm-hmm. So that, that is interesting, that, that kind of gallows humor.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's a re- you know, I don't like the word gallows humor, but it's a release and it's a way of, again, bonding our humanity. You know, for the Lakota that I traveled with, it was definitely a release and also a way of saying, you know, we still have our integrity and our pride and we can laugh even in this hardship that you would see on, on many of the reservations in this country. So the, the firefighting thing, you know, when I was a, a rookie and... I first experienced that I mean this was a pretty significant fire on a pretty significant structure and there was water pouring everywhere through ceilings down to the first floor and the house was destroyed you know we saved the house but we lost this one portion and but the house was destroyed and I'm on mop up as a rookie and and these you know seasoned firefighters were standing around. They were joking, not necessarily about the fire, but joking, you know, poking fun at each other. And I was like, wow, but you're right. What you said is they get to see this on an almost daily basis, depending where you are in the country. And it's tragic. And yet to keep your humanity there's this peace that that allows that and for me that was humor and i think what you addressed in the, in the beginning about being on a spiritual path we tend to take that super seriously right. and we don't give ourselves that release and how often can we laugh at our own our own foibles Right?
1: Our own thinking. Our
0: own thinking, our own judgments, our own quote unquote mistakes that we might make in an interaction with a friend or a family member, and we say something that we wish we hadn't. But can you find humor there? Can you find, in a way, humor is like forgiveness in some odd way? Like, can you forgive yourself and laugh? Right.
1: Can you be gentle on yourself? Right. Yeah. I I feel like, too, I mean, I can be quite playful. And then I feel like there's just been times where I've been overwhelmed, overcome by life and bills and responsibility and kids and self care, try to juggle it all. And so what I'm hearing you say in your stories, and also just realizing is, it's also about placing a value on having fun, having funny, having play, having pleasure in your life. And if you do, if you are in a really challenging life circumstance, or we're living through really intense times, or you just personally kind of get those blinders on of what it is you have to take care of, I can feel that since I've had that aha around. Oh, right! I do want fun uh-huh, and pleasure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> funny. It, it's, it's I do want that fun and pleasure in my life. It's 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 ironic because when you're on a spiritual path, part of it is around light and lightness, right, and yeah. love. But then when you're excavating your beliefs around not good enough or victim or judge or just whatever you're going through, you uh, to me it's easy to lose sight of the other side of the equation, which is right. Can I just enjoy life? Can I relax into it? Can I find the times where, you know, there there are so many times when I would like, come in the house and you and the kids were wrestling or tickling or laughing and I would just feel like, oh, I don't have time for this. And mm-hmm. now I can just feel that place of, of literally, like, flipping the switch to say, oh, this is a beautiful part of life and this is a sweet part of life and an important part of life. And even... You know, right now, Bodie's really into doing all these different um, oh accents, <laughs> and he'll just like come out with something that's hilarious. Okay. Welcome back to the Fully Shining Wallaby Podcast. Could you please look up what a wallaby is? Because I have no clue. And just to like give him the time and space and attention to do that has brought so much like joy into our family. And, you know, you and Taya often are, I don't even know what, she's climbing on you like a jungle gym and she, her little giggle. It's just, it's just super sweet too to, to yeah. invite more of that in.
0: Yeah, Bodhi has definitely, he's got this wry sense of humor, this ability to see the irony on a lot of things. And I feel like he got some of that from me. But the accent, I mean, I'm not great at accents. He is phenomenal. And the funniest part is he'll be talking to us maybe about something serious, maybe homework or something and he'll be doing this Australian accent, which, I mean, literally, if you closed your eyes, you are like, this kid's from Australia. And he just would, go, he, he'd, get the, he'd sort of ignite the fuse, and he'd see our reaction, and, and you and I would start laughing, and then he would keep going. And we, before you know it, we're like in tears. Or he does a very, very good Russian accent, which he's been working on recently. And he'll just come up in the morning and I'll be making breakfast or getting coffee going. He'll start talking to me in this Russian accent without missing a beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways it's a brilliant distraction tool that he he redirects attention. And then at the same time, I really noticed this. I remember one of the kind of middle school age teacher, well, a middle school teacher, for middle school age children, we're saying about how with teenagers, we start getting that energy of like, they need to be more responsible, and you start coming down a little harder on them. But if you can just be playful and be humorous with them, that that goes so far. And I've really noticed that is like, if we ask him to do something in a really silly or funny way, it gets such a better reaction. Mm. Or if he does something that we're upset with and we just kind of shifted into like making fun of it or making light of it. It seems to resolve itself instead of turning into this big drama.
0: Humor can be a very useful tool in that way. Yeah. In getting what your desired, you know, end game, excuse me, end game is.
1: So, so talk a little bit more about funny, peculiar.
0: Funny, peculiar. I don't know. My buddy Jimmy Kelleher and I used to have that all the time and be like, Kid, did you he, did he hear about that? He's like, it was so funny. And he'd be like, funny peculiar or funny haha? And that became kind of this thing with us. And, you know, funny peculiar would be like uh, maybe a, a Wes Anderson movie or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, that was funny, but that was peculiar, mm-hmm. you know? And then funny haha is just outright funny yeah, haha. My funny, funny, funny favorite funny haha. Is in the movie Old School with Will Farrell. And <laughs> he's, he's talking to the guy who's the minder of this little tiny pony for this kid's birthday party. His friend's kid was having like a fourth or fifth birthday party. And he's talking to the guy about the little pony. And he picks up this tranquilizer gun. And the guy, the pony guy, is like, oh, don't pull that trigger. And, and Will shoots himself in the neck. And and the guy, the pony guy, goes, "Oh my God, dude, that was awesome!" And Will Ferrell's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And, you know, and then he stumbles off and ruins the party. To me, that's like funny, haha. And I even showed that movie to Meg because she was on this kick of like, "I need to laugh more. Let's watch some funny movies." And I actually looked over. On occasion, and I saw you laughing at a pretty raunchy, I would consider like frat house boy humor, boy humor movie. And you were laughing at yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's important because to me, I feel like I didn't really get that humor chip installed. So a lot of things that when people are telling jokes, I'm like, I just don't get it. Or a lot of movies that people will say, oh, my God, that was so funny. Like to me, I'm like, mm, didn't. Tickled my funny bone. Like
0: raising Arizona is hysterical. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, Holly Hunter. I think the
1: trailer of that, and I was like, "Don't get it." So, anyways, if there's others <laughs> of you out there like me who came to this planet not quite getting the human humor chip, I think it. I think it was important though when I went on this quest for laughter to realize there are different kinds of humor, right? Because sometimes you and the kids are watching um, like Shaun the Sheep or.
0: Oh, it's hysterical. Sean the Sheep is freaking hysterical. Okay, I've
1: started to see a little bit more of the humor <laughs> in that. But to see, to explore different kinds of humor, because I didn't realize, like, slapstick humor when people are hurting each other.
0: Yeah, you like, don't like that. That does not... Like Three Stooges yeah, type humor, Yeah, that, right? that
1: to me, I'm just like, that's just unkind. And then I, I was kind of surprised that frat boy-ish humor in the movies, like, like that old school movie was like, it did get me to laugh. And, you know, I've seen for a while, I would call it kind of spiritual humor, like JP Sears. He does. He was that guy we watched on YouTube a couple of times. And he kind of is like making fun of new age things, or he Mm -hmm. has a little twist or spin on spirituality. So I think it, I think it is important that if you want more laughter in your life, that first of all, you have to have a desire for it. And then to start asking, like I literally was asking all these different people in my life, what do you find funny so I could explore what I might find funny. And I think I also like just put it out there to the universe of like, I want more pleasure and fun in my life. And I'm just noticing it's showing up and that's pretty cool. And that I also have to look for it because sometimes... like you're saying, sometimes it's just like a shift of perspective that makes something that's that, you know, if you're having a really bad day, like before the podcast, you weren't in the best of moods. And even listening to the little intro of it, it kind of shifted your perspective. So when we were talking through like, what doesn't feel good, sometimes even like making fun of it, or looking at it from another perspective, that you can find a way to go, wow, like whatever's going on in my life is not a huge deal. Like you were sharing with me what was going on and you laid down on the couch as if you were in like- In the
0: therapist's office. In a
1: therapist's office, right? And I the- want to
0: clarify though one thing is I wasn't in a bad mood. I was facing some serious life struggles, which I was not feeling very funny about it at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you were just sitting there uh, like a gargoyle perched on the edge of a building just stone-faced listening to me go on about my life struggles and then I was like well shit I'm just gonna lie down on the couch and pretend I'm at the therapist office and you still didn't say anything you didn't really even laugh when I did that and then I said that was awesome thanks doc
1: <laughs> and you got up and we are now back in funny right but it right. was it was like looking at it from another perspective to say, okay, I'm going through some struggles and I'm going to do something silly like lie down as if I'm in the therapist's office and maybe it's not as big a deal as you think. Or
0: Don't send me a bill, please.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so I, I feel like there are just these ways that we can bring, you can find the funny in situations.
0: You made a funny the other day. I did? You did. And I realized you are a funny person. I think sometimes you're funny without really recognizing that what you just said or something you did was funny. But do you remember what it was the other day? I think
1: Bodhi was sharing some factual piece of information. (laughs) And we kind of have this joke about the Facebook, the Google. He makes fun of when we call... More modern technology things and kind of an older right. person perspective. The right. And so uh, I think I said, Well, where'd you learn that on the TikTok? And he <laughs> found that funny since.
0: We yeah. And then know. he yelled down and called me Boomer. Yeah. He started nicknaming me Boomer. Yeah. Which I'm not a baby boomer for you listeners out there. A, I, I think, think you are. Aren't I a millennial of some kind? <laughs> I'm like you're not a millennial. Pretty <laughs> sure you're a boomer. But yeah, it was that uh, Bodie and I had this thing, and I was like, uh, yeah, so we were talking about some factual thing, and I was like, dude, I've been on this planet, I'm not going to say the number, for quite a number of years, and uh, I know a thing or two. And he said, well, I heard I learned this on TikTok. And from there it just I mean, it went downhill rapidly.
1: Well, if you learn it on TikTok, I mean
0: I'm it's done. Gotta be true. Yeah. It's I gotta mean be it, more
1: knowledgeable than
0: old than dad. Old dad, yeah. the boomer.
1: So I'm curious if you if you have any um, insights into how to bring more laughter or fun or funnier play into into your life.
0: I think that the starting point is not to take yourself so seriously, especially those of us who are working hard on a spiritual path or on a global path to, you know, uh, do some healing and some evolution and this whole movement that feels like you're swimming upstream at times, given uh, the way the planet is right now. So don't take all that too seriously, take it seriously enough to get your work done and do your work on yourself or for your neighborhood or for your planet, but take some time to investigate what makes you laugh. I mean, I felt like I had to introduce you to some of the movies that I find funny. Now, I personally don't watch any stand-up comedy. I don't really find it that funny. I find it kind of, um, What's the word? It's Just contrived. sort of, yeah, contrived. They're even embarrassing because so much of it is not that good.
1: Or it's making fun of themselves.
0: Yeah, which is okay. I mean, self-deprecating humor is maybe not a bad place to start. Also, but find some some movies that try them. I mean, like Raising Arizona is an old movie, but it's a classic, right? Uh, somebody suggest suggested Chevy Chase and vacation series or Christmas I don't find that guy funny at all you know um, geez who else do we think is funny I mean Miss Mazel, that show was pretty funny right she's a stand-up comedian yeah, right right we found Finding that miss Mazel. yeah that I thought that was That's really good but, you know,
1: and Marvelous you know, Miss Maze, Marvelous yeah, Maze.
0: Or, or Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Now, Ted Lasso is funny and it has some what I would consider spiritual teaching in there. Positive,
1: positive, up positive
0: you know, talking people up, constantly lifting people up. I think that's funny. Right. And so I yeah, if I had to recommend something that's current, Ted Lasso all the way. You
1: know, I think I think. For- getting back to what you just said is there does seem to be an importance around when we're in service to the world or we're doing our deep inner work or we're trying to make a change at something that you know isn't funny racism climate change sexism all these all these different topics that are really up in our culture and I feel like it's so easy to burn out when you're doing deep important work that there is this this there is this idea of saying you can only care so much and then you need a time to say, okay, I gotta quit for the day, take a break, take a breath, refill, restock, replenish. And if humor is one of the ways you can do that, then it can it can literally lift your vibration and give it you the ability to then go back and dive into The work you're doing and I think that's also kind of a tangential strategy idea that I've been playing with is that before I just felt you know oh women's empowerment and lifting women up in the world is just so important I have to be thinking about it 24 hours a day and trying to do it all the time and now I'm feeling the the importance of making sure I'm uplifted and I'm Mm -hmm keeping my vibration up and I can certainly do, you know, morning practices and meditation and all those kind of things. But I really could see almost like looking at this little pie graph of like for a while, it felt like the whole entire pie was work with a tiny time to rest. And then I started adding more rest time in there to kind of balance out the work time. And then it made me realize more recently, Oh, it's not just work and rest. I also need that, that play, that fun, that, you know, get my funny bone tickled or or even just take time for pleasure and enjoyment and without that I don't feel like I'm a whole complete human being in a sustainable lifestyle and really able to bring both ends of the spectrums the depth and the meaning along with the the fun and the lightness so I just want to put that out there because I know sometimes sometimes it takes these kind of mindset shifts for us to really see, oh, right, there is more to life or there is another way of doing life that might light me up and enable me to actually harness that energy and direct it towards your, your good work in the world.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I mean, I do see humor as like a bonding agent between us as, you know, certainly between you and I as a couple and then, you know, you expand out to our children and then our community. and
1: So we forgot. We were going to tell the story of a Winstead moment. And I want to share this because I have a deep wish that each one of you a No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 Because it almost feels like you're losing your mind. You're laughing and crying at the same time. Continue.
1: Well, why don't you tell the story of what a Wimstead moment is? No,
0: you tell that story. It's your story to tell. I was just there to witness and maybe add a little fuel to that fire.
1: All right. So Jamie and I were going to teach a spiritual workshop. In a tiny little town in Winstead, Connecticut.
0: A very serious, virtual workshop. workshop.
1: And I think we got there the night before. And we went out to, we treated ourselves to a really nice dinner in a fine Italian restaurant. Totally <laughs> tiny little place, like a six-top restaurant. And Jamie and I were sitting there and you made some comment.
0: I know exactly what I said.
1: Well, I don't remember what you said.
0: I looked over at that couple sitting two tables away and I said, Honey, they are light and love too. (laughs) Now I have no idea why that set you off. I don't either, but
1: for some reason it did. (laughs) And I started laughing and everyone started looking at me in the restaurant which meant I was trying to contain the laughter, which did not help. And then I think the waitress came over and asked if I was okay. And at this point, I have tears streaming down my face because I'm laughing and crying hysterically at the same time. At the
0: same time.
1: And so ever since then, when we've hung out with friends or we've been together and we've just gotten to that point of absolute absurd hilarity, of laughing and crying at the same time for me that's just like one of the best releases and it's one of those moments that don't happen very often but it's so good when it does so whether it's a little giggle a belly laugh something that makes you smile or a full-on winstead moment i am wis- wishing you lots more love and laughter in your life
0: lots of aha ha ha ha, ha <laughs> moments Sorry.
1: All right, ladies. So for our intentional nudge today, let's set ourselves up for hopefully some kind of success. So we don't necessarily need to have whimstead moments, but do you want more laughter in your life and fun and pleasure? And if so, can you just open up your eyes and your heart and look for it? What are are some places you might find it hiding already there in your life like when i shared my family already has lots of giggles and when i just slowed down a little bit and let myself enjoy it it was right there in front of me or can you start exploring some youtube videos or movies or tv shows that might bring a different kind of humor into your life or can you just put it out there as an intent and see what life brings you so I'd love for you to share what you find if there is something that makes you giggle a meme or a joke or a show do come over to fully shining women leading our world on mighty networks and we have a whole topic section on laughter and we've been collecting ways that we can make each other laugh and smile while we also celebrate each other we also Go deep and share our challenges. So let's let's invite it all in. Let's bring it all in. You can go to fsw.care. So fsw, like fully shiny women. Dot Care, and come on in. Love to have you. And let's let's giggle, laugh, laugh till we cry. And invite all the goodness and pleasure in with life. All right, my lovelies, I have invited Penny Plotz, who is one of our Fully Shining Women Wisdom School Sisterhood Pod Leaders. And she's also the author of Come and Clean Six Steps to Making Amends with Your Body. And the reason I invited her on this laughter podcast is because she has just totally embraced her self-proclaimed weird wackiness. And she happens to be one of the funniest women I personally know. So she's going to give us a few giggles and also share some ways that we might bring some more laughter into our lives. So here she is. Hey Megan, I am so excited about your podcast. How fun is that? I also wanted to share some tips for you on how I find my funny and maybe it can help the listeners as well. So this is what I do. I ask the universe, I make a demand. I say, show me the funny. And then I look around at all the things that start happening that I may not have thought were funny before and suddenly I see the humor in them and it becomes like this really fun thing to look around and see all the things that are just right out there in plain sight and they can be funny and it all depended on me just asking for it, asking to be shown where the funny is. Show me the funny, that's what I say. So just wanted to pass that tip along, thanks. Now this is the part where I tell you how we can stay connected I would love it if you would rate, review and follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. We're gathering over on Fully Shining Women Leading Our World on Mighty Networks, which is at fsw.care. You can follow me on Instagram at Megan Gilroy. And if you're interested in having a conversation about working with me privately or whether the Fully Shining Women Wisdom School is a good fit for you, you can go to megangilroy.com to book a Clarity Call. Now, all this is in the show notes for you, and this has been edited and produced by Gilroy Productions. To hire us for your podcast, you can go to bit.ly slash Gilroy Pro. Thanks, Bodie. I love you.